0: Invite you to please stand as you are able for our reading for today, which comes to us from the Book of Acts. We've been moving through the Book of Acts in this season of Easter. Comes to us from chapter nine, beginning with verse thirty-six. It says Now in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, who heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Beloved family of God, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I want to take you back in time a little bit this morning to the early 1990s, or as my kids call it, the late 1900s. It was fall, and my younger brother Adam had the chicken pox. So we were staying home from school, Uh, my great aunt Lillian, the matriarch of my dad's, family had come to town to stay with us so that my parents could go to work while my brother stayed home sick and i remember this because we got to stay up late because the world series was going on at the time and those are high holy days in my household uh, so we were intent on the game my whole family around we were having popcorn watching the baseball game but now when i think back on it what i remember most clearly is My great aunt Lil sitting in a chair and knitting a blanket for my brother who who didn't feel well. And we were so focused on the game, every pitch, what would happen. But she was focused on making something that would provide warmth and care to a little boy who was ill. My great aunt Lil passed away a few years ago uh, at 95 years old, and we miss her a lot. But one of the things that remains is the blanket that was the work of her hands. I actually brought mine today. It still keeps us warm on those cold, never-ending Minnesota winter nights. Not only does it bring warmth and care that it always has, but now it's, it's a connection point. It's a connection point for me to the communion of saints a tangible sign of the great cloud of witnesses and their care for our family in a time of need. That's the power that sharing these gifts have. Can I have you go to the next slide? This is Tabitha, or Dorcas, as we hear in uh, the scripture today. Depending on whether you speak Aramaic or Greek, it depends on what you would call her. We don't know her last name. We actually don't know much about her at all. But what we do know comes to us from these verses from the book of Acts. And they paint a powerful picture of her care and ministry to those who were vulnerable in the city of Joppa. The first thing we learn is that she was called a disciple. This is the only time that a woman is called a disciple in the entire New Testament. Now that's certainly not to say that there were not other female disciples. Certainly the Gospels tell stories of many faithful women who followed Jesus, but for some reason, none are given the explicit title of disciple, except Dorcas. We know that her life was woven together in good works and acts of charity. We know that her ministry was particularly devoted to the vulnerable in her community, particularly widows. We know this because it's the widows who were there weeping and mourning her death. Now we don't know if she was in fact a widow as well, but we do know that in some ways they claimed her as one of their own, as one who cared for them, who showed them mercy, who made clothing for them to help maintain their dignity and grace. When it seemed like everything else had fallen away. Peter steps into this atmosphere of grief as he enters the house. These widows who are gathered there have lost a companion, have lost a champion. A disciple is gone. And I think Peter's presence here in Joppa is a testimony. It's a witness to Dorcas's love and care for her community as an act of discipleship to Jesus. And Peter's presence here in this story declares the unmistakable truth of the gospel that women matter to God. That the ministry of women, not just Dorcas, matters to God. The acts of mercy done in Jesus' name to those who are vulnerable matter to God. It matters so much that God refuses to allow death to have the last word. We've seen others raised from the dead in the Gospels, but there's something about this one that seems different. This is a disciple raised from the dead because there's something in her life, there's something in the community that says that her life in service just is not finished yet. And so God responds. God responds through the words and presence of Peter. Peter says, Tabitha, get up. Peter repeats the words of Jesus from times when Jesus has commanded life out of death. And she lives. Peter is there once again to witness God bringing life from death so that those who are vulnerable to poverty and violence would know that they are seen, heard, and loved by God. And it continues to point the direction toward faith. We hear in verse 42 that many who found out about this believed in the Lord. That God's action continues to bring people together to share in a life of care and mercy for one another. Today we're gathered for worship in a sanctuary. Literally a place of refuge surrounded by 126 quilts that faithful disciples of Jesus here at Calvary have dedicated their time and effort toward making as a sign of care and mercy for others in need. That's not even counting the 68 that have already been given away. They're made for babies to celebrate their baptism. They're made for our graduating seniors preparing to venture from home. They're sent far and wide across our world with our hopes and prayers that they bring warmth, care, and mercy to all who they encounter. 194 quilts in total. This is not the first year that we've had quilters, right? Far from it. This ministry has been going on for a long time, and we are certainly not the only congregation making quilts for those In need as well, when we think about the number of quilting groups and congregations just like ours throughout the world. Gathering in fellowship and service as they have for many, many years to create something that shows love and care for people. It's staggering. It's the legacy of Dorcas and her discipleship in Jesus' name. The legacy of her discipleship that was so essential to the community of Joppa in her time and continues to be every time someone turns on the lights in the fellowship hall, throws on a pot of coffee, and gets some fabric out to work. It's this quiet ministry that continues to show the love and care of God. I think each of us has that kind of quiet ministry in our life somewhere. I wonder what that ministry of your life might be. I wonder where those places may be where you feel called and stirred to share your gifts to bring life toward others. Where you feel called to share your gifts to bring the care and mercy of Jesus to life in our midst. I think the ministry of Dorcas looked like connecting with vulnerable people. Connecting with friends and neighbors, looking out into the community with eyes toward those in need, and making sure that they were clothed not only in cloth but also in dignity and respect. My hunch is that each of us have a quiet way in which we serve others. We may not always think of it that way, we may not always think of it in those terms. But each of us have been set free in the love of God to serve our neighbors for the sake of the world. Each of us have been set free to share our gifts in ways that bring life from death. And it's time to echo the words of Peter, who echoed the words of Jesus. Rise up, rise up, O church, because Christ is alive and at work in you. Christ is alive and at work in each and every one of you. And for that we can truly say thanks be to God. Amen.